is the only bank devoted exclusively to entrepreneurs, and we're committed to the success of women entrepreneurs and majority women-owned companies across Canada. As a proud partner of the Thrive Podcast, we're here to help you start, grow, or scale your business. Find out more at bdc.ca forward slash women today. Scotiabank is proud to co-present the Thrive Podcast for Women Entrepreneurs. Through the Scotiabank Women Initiative, Scotiabank aims to help advance women-led businesses with access to capital, education, and mentorship. To learn more, visit scotiabankwomeninitiative.com. Your insurance needs are as unique as the work you do and the industry you're in. Having the right protection in place is just the start. There's so much you can do to mitigate risks to your business for today and as you grow. At Sovereign Insurance, we're here to help with valuable information, insights, tips, and tools to help you protect your operations. Visit SovereignInsurance.ca to learn more. Diversify. Don't just put all your eggs in one export market. Think about what other export markets you could do well at, and EDC will help you figure that out. With Export Development Canada, doing business abroad doesn't need to be risky. We take on the risks so you can think bigger and grow confidently. EDC, take on the world. listening to the Thrive Podcast on the Startup Canada Podcast Network, where we help women entrepreneurs to start and build thriving businesses. On the Thrive Podcast, we connect you with leading experts, entrepreneurs, and organizations that provide capital, mentorship, training, tools, and other support to help you make your vision a reality faster. This podcast is a production of Startup Canada, Canada's entrepreneurship organization, and is presented in partnership with the Business Development Bank of Canada and Scotiabank. I'm your host, Kayla Isabel, Managing Director at Startup Canada. Welcome to the show. We are thrilled to have Sally Douglas, Principal Operations at the Earnscliffe Strategy Group and Chair of Women in Communications and Technology in the National Capital Region on the Thrive Podcast today. Sally has an eclectic career starting out in nursing before you turning into commercial construction project management. She emigrated to Canada from Scotland with her husband and two boys 15 years ago and had to reinvent herself as a construction and engineering recruitment consultant and team manager with Hayes International before taking another completely different role as deputy publisher at iPolitics. Most recently, she has joined the Earnscliffe Strategy Group as their principal operations to help manage the company's growth and diversification to better serve their clients. Throughout her career, Sally has been committed to building businesses through strong relationships within her team, with her clients, and in her community. She believes we do better when we work together and advocates wherever possible for equality and equal opportunity. Having recently secured their Canadian citizenship, Sally and her family are extremely proud to now be Scottish Canadians. Welcome to the show, Sally. Thank you. Fantastic. So um, as we sort of kick off our conversation conversation today, what's the most important thing that you want women entrepreneurs to take out of our chat? Oh, there's so many things. Uh, I'm going to pick two, though. I think uh, the first is build your community every day, uh, regardless of what stage you are in your career or building your business. It's all about community build. So um, really looking for people who are 
that different from you, different in age, different in, in experience, different in culture, different in uh, their work uh, career paths. It all adds to the tapestry that makes up um, uh, that powerful sort of net underneath you. So anything and everything that you could possibly need. I get from the the network that I've built and and I came to Canada 15 years ago knowing absolutely no one and so every single day I work hard to make sure that um, I know more people than I did the day before and they've helped me through every up and down and they are definitely part of every success that I've had um, and just make life much better and brighter. The other thing I want to talk to t today about is uh, sales. Um, I think entrepreneurs, um, you know, they come in so many uh, different shapes and sizes. We're all going after all kinds of different services and products, delivering services and products. But ultimately, the number one priority in the build of any business, whether you own it or you're running it, as I have done, um, is sales. And it's so important to carve it into every single day. It's a priority. Now, the beautiful part is if you can take sales and complement it with that network build, then you're killing two birds with one stone. And I love that. <laughs> okay, so I know we went through your career map in your bio, and I love the sort of zigzag nature of where you've been in your career. It's really impressive. Um, but can you talk a little bit about um, how you maintained a grounded um, and sort of true to you uh, perspective throughout all these different career transitions? How did you manage this nonlinear path of yours? Um, I, well, I can tell you, first of all, uh, emigrating to a country where you don't know anybody, that's a fairly humbling experience. And uh, I have to tell you, I got off the plane from Scotland feeling that everybody would be terribly pleased to see me. And actually, it was super tough to get back into the workforce. And, and I think that was a good experience for me to have. I'd, I'd had a really good career run in Scotland and just thought it would be plain sailing. Um, it wasn't. It was hard to sort of reintegrate back into the workforce. But I've used that as a, a real positive energy to keep with me and looked for opportunities to pass it forward because so many people helped me. And it's so nice to be able to help other people now that I am established and, and have the network that I've built. Um, in terms of being grounded, the other thing is I learned very early on to, to take risks, to try different things. Um, I'm dyslexic and I actually think that that's been a huge asset to me um, because I've, I've kind of winged it quite a lot and I've found that uh, for, every, for every job move that I've made, I've brought my experience with me and experience is extremely valuable even when it has absolutely no relation to the job description because you're bringing you're bringing how you operate with people and how you solve problems um how you sell how you um keep enthusiastic when when you know life is up against it um and so all of those experiences the softer things uh have actually served me so well the other thing that's really important is a difference of perspective is incredibly valuable. So if you go into a business that you really know nothing about, um, you're going to look at things through a very fresh lens. And that's a that's an asset. That's a really valuable thing to have. So grounded, yeah, enthusiastic all the time um, and really persistent and just willing to have a go, I think, so important. 
trying new things. Have you had challenges sort of navigating uh, this career path that you understand that your diversity of perspective is really valuable? Have you seen that other people might not see that so obviously that, you know, you might not check, you know, eight out of the 10 um, uh, kind of resume boxes that people are looking for, but you have these other soft skills that would lend yourself well? Um, Without being flippant about it, I think I just don't pay attention to those people. So Mm. I don't have a great story to tell you uh, (laughs) regarding that. I will say that the, the job moves that I've made have come about my networking. Um, so I've met somebody through my community or through my work um, or through my volunteering, and that's led to the next opportunity. Um, I think perhaps if I'd gone through hardcore uh, job interviews um, and been applying specifically to jobs, I would do what many women do where I'd maybe think, oh, I'm not going to apply because I don't, I don't cl- tick all the boxes. I think women do that much more than men do. Um, but because I've uh, kind of met people and organically opportunities have kind of evolved through those meeting of people, again, I will stress how important it is just to meet as many people as you can because it, it exposes opportunity that, you know, there's no way as a dyslexic woman from Scotland with no knowledge of politics that I would have ended up um, applying to the iPolitics deputy publisher job I would never have applied and it's the best job I ever had apart from the present one of course (laughs) (laughs) of course (laughs) Uh, and through that journey have you ever come across imposter syndrome I love uh, you're bringing such um, confidence and passion and I'm sure it was not always that way through every single juncture but how have you navigated that imposter syndrome yeah I've had sure every Mm -hmm. day and Mm -hmm. anybody who tells you that they don't I you know I'd have to maybe suggest that they're fibbing a little bit (laughs) Um, but uh, the thing to do is take that sort of anxiety and turn it into a sort of positive energy source Mm. like it's really nice to sort of beat the odds so Mm -hmm. um yes I really know I know that I I think I'm feeling it right now you know it's a it's an everyday uh, part of who I am but it does make me work harder when when I was a kid at school I went to you know a posh private school in Scotland very fortunate upbringing but gosh I was the ranked outsider because I was a dyslexic kid in this very academic school and I was kind of written off by a lot of my teachers and that was fuel in my veins I used it to work extra hard to prove everybody wrong I think I've been doing it ever since oh I love that and I think that sentiment is so consistent with a lot of women entrepreneurs and their journey that they kind of have to claw their way through um, and establish themselves as um, you know as a leader and as somebody who can provide that expertise even if they you know had no experience in x industry before they can um, you know sort of uh, go down that path and and um, what's the word yeah, just just uh, kind of wrangled out. Like I think that's that's great. I think the other thing is, you know, at the risk of repeating myself, that that tapestry of network, mm. that 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 vast range of people around me, all of whom are different in, as I say, age, culture, backgrounds, um, I steal from their energy. Mm. Um, so when I'm feeling unsure about myself, I lean, I lean in their direction and they'll always tell me that I am good enough and I can have a go. Um, and we have to do that for each other. Mm. Yeah. So maybe it's more borrowing than stealing the energy that you're uh, going to borrow. I, temporarily. I'm going to replace stealing with borrowing. <laughs> I like that go. much better. Borrowing energy. <laughs> I love that. And, and, uh, 
that's something that um, obviously from a startup Canada lens that you want to be building your network just sort of locally, also nationally, that the perspective that you can get uh, from different community networks and obviously with WCT, that's a national uh, network. Can you talk a little bit about that? Absolutely. I will tell you that um, I met Victoria Lennox uh, at exactly the same time I was uh, starting up at um, iPolitics and I, I didn't own iPolitics. That that uh, honor goes to James Baxter who was my boss and absolutely wonderful man. Um, but Victoria was setting up startups so we sort of came out the start gate somewhat together and I just, goodness me, I could not admire Victoria more and there's a perfect example of someone that I would see on a regular basis help in any way I could because what she was doing was just so incredibly important. She returned the favor many times, has introduced me to all kinds of incredible people. So she and I uh, were literally going through the process of building something at the same time. And believe me when I tell you, we've stood in corners together uh, sharing each other's stresses as well as our successes and our excitement. And honestly, that's what it's all about. It's just been amazing watching what she's done with Startup. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you're forged in the same fire. Yeah. <laughs> it sounds like it. Great. Um, so if we reflect a little bit um, about the last year, um, what have sort of been your biggest accomplishments for this year at Earnscliff uh, with WCT? And, uh, and then we'll sort of see what's up next in yeah. 2020. Yeah. Well, I've been quite busy. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I gather. <laughs> Um, well, first of all, this is the first public um, public event, albeit online, that I've done as um, as a Scottish Canadian, and I'm bursting mm-hmm. with pride about that. I have to watch not to get oh. too full. <laughs> so uh, I also made some changes in the um, volunteering work that I that I've done. My husband had a big surgery four years ago, and our life is. Oh my goodness, just unbelievably wonderful now as a result of that. And so I really wanted to do something with um, that that smidgen of nursing experience from a thousand years ago and work in healthcare. And I'm so lucky to have just taken up the chair position for Breyer's Research Institute. And honestly, um, what they're doing is just incredible. They're known for um, palliative care, mostly um, as a local hospital here in Ottawa. But they're doing all kinds of research from embryotic uh, work right through to end of life, international, global work um, on other continents, work that will influence Canadian healthcare, but uh, is not being is not being done here locally. Um, so they're a kind of unknown entity to some extent, and it's uh, an absolute responsibility for me now to shine a light on what they're doing because it's just so amazing, and it's truly that research that. Um, helped save my husband's life. So it's really nice again to pass that forward. Then because of my work with iPolitics, which I just, as I said, just absolutely loved every day I worked there. And um, so grateful for that opportunity. Um, uh, I I joined the committee for uh, World Press Freedom. And that's really about uh, working hard to shine a light on just how unbelievably complicated it is to, to safely deliver non-partisan good quality journalism in the world today it's it's becoming well it's always been complicated but it continues to be so and as as you know many of your listeners will know journalism is definitely going through an extraordinary uh time of change at the moment and I didn't want to completely let go of that um so it's it's a privilege to be on that board too then the WCT and really still a very new job with Earnscliff Mm -hmm. I'm I'm still settling in there it's um 
It's been a huge journey the last year, but I'm determined, having just turned 50. Happy birthday. Big moment, big (laughs) moment. um, As I crossed over that landmark, I was determined to make sure that if anything, I increased my learning opportunities. Um, I don't want to be complacent. This time now between sort of 50 and 60, um, it doesn't feel like I have forever anymore. So uh, I am just... Latching on to every opportunity. (laughs) Exactly. Taking every opportunity I possibly can to give back. And I will say, uh, when I did the um, uh, ceremony for our citizenship, the judge did talk about the importance of participating as a Canadian. Mm -hmm. And I hope I'm living up to that. So in your role at Earnslip Strategy Group, um, how are you connecting with women entrepreneurs and and working with them from a client-facing perspective? Well, um, I'm actually responsible for operations, so I'm going to talk less about me and more Mm. about some of the incredible women and men uh, who work at Earnscliff. I mean, they really are the best in in the industry, which is why I, to your earlier point, I have imposter syndrome. (laughs) It's a real privilege to be working there for sure. Um, Because of the strength of some of uh, the, some of the people that I work with, it inevitably causes organizations to be attracted uh, to Earnscliff. And so we work with all kinds of uh, women entrepreneurs and and also women who are helping women uh, in the workplace or internationally. So um, we do work with uh, Jess Tomlin, who's uh, working with uh, Equality now. They they work called Match International. Or Jen Flanagan, who's fabulous. You should get her on the show. Um, Who works for um, Actua, which is... uh, uh, organization that uh, raises awareness for women in STEM. It does other things, but it does that as well. So all kinds of organizations, both here and right across the country. Um, and it is, I really, I, I am learning every single day and, and very proud to be part of that team. Mm, that's great. And so even though you have not yourself founded uh, an organization, I think your entrepreneurial spirit is definitely coming out um, in this conversation. So um, what do you think is one of the most important lessons that you've learned along the way and also seeing different um, businesses and women-owned businesses thrive from um, your Earnscliff sort of experience? What do you see um, being the, the important lessons that you've learned along the way? Well, you know, I, I, we've talked a little bit about it already, but for me, it's it's just all about relationships, mm. relationship building. Um, uh, because even if there is nothing comes from that relationship build, the the day it happens, uh, so often it'll come back around uh, further down the line. So, um, and there's such a, there's such a. Um, it's rewarding to to sort of reach out and, and help people build things. You know, if I can refer to the WCT for a second, when I first started on that board, they gave me the position of um, mentoring director. And um, I don't think any of us really knew what that was going to mean. <laughs> but um, I went home and said to my husband, I don't know what to do with this. And he said, well, what would you like to do? And I said, well, I've suppose I'd quite like to build a mentoring program and so we did we just we built it out of thin air and a lot of energy and enthusiasm and it's now in its fourth year these are the mentorship circles yeah yeah. so we at the time there had just been an election we had a new prime minister and there was a kind of energy in the capital so we decided that we'd get as many people through the program as possible by instead of having one-on-one mentoring which is incredibly valuable um we would do one mentor with three mentees. 
and actually it's been so I've learned so much through the whole experience last year we even did a reverse mentoring program uh, um, team not program we're going to do a program that we haven't done yet <laughs> um, where we took a, a woman in her early 20s and we gave her three mentees who were over 50 mm. because of course there's a huge learning opportunity there um, so it works both ways around so just um, having the opportunity to try new ideas um, new initiatives that don't all work and failure is really important I, I know it hurts in the moment but it's so <laughs> I've, I've uh, learned just as much from all the mistakes that I've made and I've made a lot um, <laughs> as, as I have from the things that we've got right so you've got to you know entrepreneurs in particular who are it's so challenging when you're starting out but as I said at the beginning try everything meet everybody and sell 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 mm -hmm. so what type of women um, have you met through women in communications and te technology what um, sort of breadth of experience are they bringing to the table how has that network changed it's it's so fantastic um, I've met women who are just starting out in their careers you know they're barely out of university to uh, I don't know the boss at Microsoft mm. and everybody in between um, and the commonality is that uh, we're all trying hard to, to, you know, get up and do our jobs every day or run our businesses every day. And we learn, we learn from one another and we, we introduce each other to other people. Every time I go to a WCT event, I meet other incredible women mm -hmm. and men. <laughs> Please come to our events, men. Um, uh, and it's just, it's, I cannot tell you how much it's helped me in the last five years. I've met so many people um, who I'm still, you know, I would call many of them friends. And um, I've, I've done business with many of them too. So, I've, you know, there's uh, lots of rewards come from being involved with the WCT. Can I tell you about one other little initiative just briefly? Um, the other really exciting uh, program that we're building is called Her Words Are Wisdom. And it speaks directly to this lovely entrepreneurial spirit and sharing, sharing expertise. So this is a kind of evergreen uh, library, I guess, of uh, two-minute videos, two to three-minute videos, where women and men can come and share their experience, a skill set, a knowledge, anything really that would help another person coming up behind them. Um, so for me, I actually, it was quite tricky but really important for me to do um, my two minutes on how to balance a full-time job two kids and and looking after my husband who was very unwell for a while and is really well now um, and and just some of the practical um, experiences that I learned through that that I would really like to share with anybody who would be in that position um, having learned from it myself um, other people did things like uh, how to set up a Slack channel mm. or how to get your pension organized. It's a very or, practical, real life. Yeah, type you know, yeah. and the thing is, there's no holds barred. Mm. There's 14 categories. So within there, whatever your little nugget of knowledge is that could help somebody else can fall into one of these categories, definitely. The trick is to get women in particular, uh, to participate because uh, generally we have to ask women one-on-one. -on -one. I need to come to you and say, I really want you to do this. I know you've got something valuable to contribute. Women hesitate a little more than 
it's a sweeping statement, but generally speaking, I think women hesitate a little more and think perhaps the person standing next to them would have something better to say, which simply isn't true. And so whether you're 17 or 97, we've all got something tucked up our sleeve that can help someone. And we just wanted to create a platform where we could share that and, and benefit from each other's knowledge. And I love that it's such a digestible platform. That like a one to two minute video seems like a much less daunting thing if you asked me to do a TED Talk or, you know, something that was yeah. more comprehensive. Like I feel Maybe like it would lead to exactly. a TED Talk. And it's building that confidence <laughs> over time, right? That if you yeah. um, can present, okay, this is how you make a Slack channel and there, that offer some really valuable um, insights to others who, who might have never used Slack before, they didn't know how to use that internally, um, that you can sort of walk up the ladder of, uh, of uh, confidence, yeah. Honestly, it was born from truly this, <laughs> as crazy as it sounds, it, it was born from uh, my downstairs toilet not working how did and this I went connection on how does this go? i know <laughs> i know right i went on youtube to try and figure out how to fix it because i didn't want to spend 150 bucks to bring a plumber in and it worked and i've managed to fix my own toilet well very done. That. and um it just occurred to me oh my goodness wouldn't it be great if we had a youtube for women and men in business that could you know specifically zone in on finance and sales and um, just the drama of trying to juggle life when you're running a business is uh, it's a juggling act for sure. And anything that we can do to help is is just uh, got to be good. It's got to be a good thing. Yeah, and especially in an entrepreneurial journey that all of those little nuggets, if you can learn in a one to two minute sort of format, um, a lesson that could save you a lot of time and energy down the line, uh, that's a super, that's a huge value add. And there's another, there's another value add. So one, you get the knowledge uh, or the skill or the experience, but two, you get the connection. So if you watch my video, not only do you hear whatever advice I'm providing, but you also get the introduction to Sally Douglas. And then if you want to follow up, um, we've facilitated that on the website so that it's an option. It also means that I can opt out. I can uh, be one step removed. But given that the WCT's uh, objective is to connect women, it was important that that piece was part of the recipe. And so in your career, I, I see obviously mentorship being a huge um, thing that you've been passionate about. Um, have you struggled with maintaining, you know, full-time job and your kids and everything, plus this this massive um, mentorship role that you might have with, with different connections through WCT and through your other networks? Or have you found that it's, you know, a passion project that, that you don't mind, you know? Yes. It's definitely a passion project, I don't mind. Um, my One of my best friends in the world is a woman called Sally Pulvertoft. I lived with her uh, before I met my husband. I just She's one of my inspirations and definitely a mentor. And she said to me, now brace yourself, when you have those babies, you're going to never feel that you can be 100% in anything you'll ever do again. You'll be at work and you'll feel that you should be a better mother and be at home. And when you're at home, you'll be thinking that you should have put extra hours in at work. We all know that. Um, that juggling process and it's just something that you sort of learn to live with and get on with I I love the disbalance of my life I love that I have too much to do and not enough time I wouldn't really want it any other way mm-hmm 
Oh, that's great. I know. I, I feel very similarly that um, I, I work on the IABC board with the International Association of Business Communicators and do a lot of mentorship work as well. Uh, but what you can see is once you become that person that people come to for mentorship advice, um, you know, that grows, that then their network becomes another network for you to sort of have that mentorship relationship with. Um, so it's great to see that you've been able to, to balance everything and, and um, still find so much passion and that learning um, perspective that I'm sure that these conversations especially with um, young women in their, the beginning of their careers, you're learning things on the opposite side as well. The reverse mentoring, I love uh, that people have this perspective that, you know, I need a mentor who has 35 years experience and, you know, is at the tail end of this prestigious career focusing on one thing. But, um, yeah, there's so much value in that, um, that both polar sort of ends of it when you're starting out and uh, sort of when you're more established. So that learning attitude um, is great. And I think everybody needs that, <laughs> that learning mentality um, and, and being gentle on themselves during the process, right? That you're not going to have all the answers at every juncture. Absolutely. Yeah, I mean, you know, I thought a lot about what I wanted to share with you today before I came on. And I think being true to your strengths and your weaknesses, there should be no fear about none of us are brilliant at everything. And as a younger woman, I, I was um, I was uh, worried about my dyslexia a lot. And it, it's only experience that has taught me how valuable a tool it is for me. I don't see the world in quite, quite the same way as other people do who are not dyslexic. And so it's actually served me really well. I just had to own it. And so I think, as it might sound a little corny, but I think knowing your strengths and weaknesses and being upfront and honest about them is, is so important because um, we all bring different things to the table and that's what makes community so important. If we were all the same, it would be kind of dull. The trick is to build teams around you where every single one of these people have something else that they bring to the table. Those are the strongest sports teams. They're the strongest business teams. Um, and the, the joy of... Uh, sort of finding out all of that is is forever rewarding you know it's uh, the best thing about Canada isn't it I mean we're just a tapestry of people it's it's amazing to be part of it officially part of it now officially, yeah. <laughs> officially yes <laughs> I mean you've been part of the network yeah, it seems exactly. for, for quite a while uh, that's brilliant so in terms of what you have on the horizons at Ernstcliff um, with your more operations vantage point how are you working within that context making improvements what's sort of your role at Ernstcliff at the moment Oh, it's really multifaceted. So I, uh, one of the things I love about it is that again, I'm learning. Mm -hmm. um, I, I'm uh, in, you know, I'm part of a team who is involved with finance, who is involved with marketing and branding, who is involved with business development, um, human resources, um, team building, uh, really every facet of the business. And this business is uh, considerably larger than iPolitics. So although it's a different business sector, <laughs> it uh, it does bleed into uh, the knowledge that I built at iPolitics because uh, it includes government relations. Ernst Cliff in Ottawa is best known for government relations, but we actually do uh, lots of communication strategy and public opinion research. So it's uh, there's a whole raft of services that Earnscliff provides, and uh, my job is to, I don't know, make sure that the ship is sailing so that uh, everybody can serve their clients to the best of their ability. 
Mm. And what do you think is your biggest skill set that you're sort of bringing to that table right now? The, the sort of your diversity of experience and, and wrangling down things and, and, and steering ships historically? Um, I think, honestly, diversity of experience definitely contributes. Um, I'm not afraid of a challenge, um, even when I really don't know what the answer is. I've learned that you just go and find an expert and get them to help you. And um, generally speaking, I've, I've almost never asked for help and not been given it. So um, I think we're not great at asking for help, but people really like to be asked, actually. You know, I love to be asked if it, uh, so that I can show off and pretend that I'm clever. So, And I think most of us are the same, really. So... Um, if I don't know the answer, I, I'm very confident about how to go and find it now. And that's that's definitely serving me because, as I say, this is a, a very different operation to to um, iPolitics. And uh, every day I'm, I'm pre- presented with a challenge that I have to come up with a solution for. And, um, and the other thing definitely is that I really love team. Um, and with this being a bigger group of people, uh, team needs to be sewn into everything that we do. So we're in four offices across the country. It wouldn't be um, ridiculous to imagine that that could silo people. And my job is to bring everybody, you know, always bring people back to team. I don't do that by myself, I hasten to add, but it, it, there's a group of us who really focus on trying to make sure that we're all going in a common direction. Mm. And in terms of corporate culture, what do you think makes your cor- corporate culture so special and what um, what mechanisms do you use to really establish that corporate culture of, of um, collaboration and uh, lack of silos? Yeah, some of those things are just the simplest ingredients. Mm. You know, they, they, there's no real need to overcomplicate. Earnscliff is 30 years old, so its its heritage is extraordinary. And I'm still learning about it every day. Um, there is such a powerhouse of experience uh, across the country and uh, not dissimilarly to what we've done at the WCT. We have mentoring programs and training and coaching and interaction taking place every day with the most experienced who've literally been there for the full 30 years to the newcomers who are just joining us as we because we're growing. Um, and some of those might seem very obvious, but they're because it's not directly linked to business, it has a huge impact on business actually, but because it's not directly linked to business, um, uh, as businesses grow, sometimes they can get left behind. Earnscliff doesn't, it's totally committed to those things and it makes all the difference. Mm-hmm. And as women sort of establish their businesses and, and work from an entrepreneurial um, sort of avenue, um, I think this is something that sometimes takes a back seat to getting everything else organized, so thinking really intentionally about it. But as you say, it's yeah. simple ingredients, maybe. So it's... it's Simple ingredients. Yeah. I think, you know, when we start... iPolitics was much more of a startup. They'd been, they'd been on the go for, I think, 12 months when I started, so that we were really coming out the start gate. Um, but the same thing was really true you know it's it's making sure that people feel that they're part of a team that we're all on the same page that we trust one another that we care about one another um and those those things can be as honestly as simple as I don't know a a bowling night out Mm -hmm. but just making sure that that we are taking care of one another is a really important 
piece of the puzzle. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and that sentiment being ringing true in everything that we do. I think in our friendships and our personal relationships and business, um, I think sometimes people draw a really hard line in the sand that, you know, I have these professional relationships that need to look like X and I have these personal relationships that look like Y. Like I think there there's some opportunity there um, to, you know, build relationships in a different way in business and, and especially as women, um, having open and honest conversations about what we need, what support that we um, are sort of looking for and and having that mentorship and honest conversation. Um, honest conversation, the cure to all sins. <laughs> exactly, yeah. And that, that curiosity element, that it's what I really have loved it through this conversation, uh, that it seems that you just have this very curious nature, that you want to, um, you know, go into all of your different um, roles and your career shifts with this element of curiosity, that you're um, trying to, you know, solve different problems and, and use your your background to help solve those problems. But, um, yeah, that, that curiosity factor, I'm, I'm really finding fascinating. So we've talked about relationship building being a really key uh, sort of foundation of everything that you're doing. How do you build relationships effectively and really intentionally? How has that manifested in your life? Um, well, I'll go back a step to come forward, if I may. Um, growing up, my father was somebody who could reach out to anybody in the room. Actually, he had this thing that he would do. He, at any event, a birthday party or anything like that, he wouldn't go talk to the most popular person. He would go talk to the person who was sitting by themselves in the corner, young, old, didn't matter. And um, it was such a valuable lesson learned. Uh, in our kitchen, we had a poem by Rodyard Kipling framed on our wall. And there's a line in there that I'm going to terribly <laughs> misquote, but it says something like, if you can walk with kings and noblemen and treat treat them both in exactly the same way be the same person in their company uh, that's a valuable quality to have and I, I kind of grew up watching my father do that so in answer to your question um, I as a salesperson make a an absolute rule that whatever event I go to I will meet three new people before I leave I will always look for the person in the room who sort of looks or sounds least like me because that's where it gets really interesting. Um, sort of lining up people who who are at the same stage mm-hmm. in life and have had similar experiences will never give you the rewards that you'll get if you really go speak to people who are different from yourself. And um, that's definitely where I've, I've benefited. I have a really eclectic uh, group of friends. I love them equally and dearly, but they all bring something completely different to the table, and, and that makes my, my uh, net, if you like, all, all stronger. Mm, I love that. Yeah, and I, I, as we were talking about earlier, um, I find that really resonates with me as well, that my network, I very intentionally bring in, you know, but my background is mainly in communications uh, before coming to Startup Canada, but, uh, you know, my best friend is a midwife, and she's taught me so much about sense of urgency and relative sense of urgency compared, you know, in a midwifery context and in a corporate context, those are two very different things. Um, so even just understanding people's day in a life and <laughs> getting that perspective, but um, yeah, I think that's super important to have that diversity of thought in your friend group, in addition to your um, sort of path uh, as a, a Renaissance woman, <laughs> if, if you will, <laughs> having so many uh, different um, avenues that you're pursued. Brilliant. Very cool. Uh, so if you um, sort of think of one piece of advice, and I know there have been a number of <laughs> pieces of advice that you've offered through here, um, I'd love to actually get, because I'm sure you've received a lot of advice from other women. Mm. What's the best piece of advice that you've received from another woman in your network? Uh, and then what's the piece of advice that you want to leave our listeners with uh, today from you? I'm going to start, if it's all right, I'm going to start with um, the piece of advice that I would 
that I would want to make sure I'd shared. And that would be to sell. Mm -hmm. Yes, we didn't really touch on this quite as much. So really, it's so important. In my career, I I have spoken to so many people that have all kinds of fancy titles to disguise the fact that they're salespeople. Interesting. And um, that's wrong. I think I think anybody who is a strong salesperson, bearing in mind that a doctor is a salesperson, a dentist is a salesperson, um, anybody who's running a business, if they're good at it, are, is selling. Mm-hmm. And so actually we should be shouting it from the rooftops. We should be very proud of our sales prowess. And it's not just selling your product or service. It's, it goes much further than that. It's selling in your community. It's promoting the person coming up behind you, the sponsorship that we do, the mentoring that we do, um, taking care of one another. It it's all comes down to those honing those sales skills. Um, and the stronger we get at it, the more successful our business will be. You, c- you can make the most beautiful watches on the planet but if nobody knows that you have them you will not be successful so I would say that the most important piece of advice is sell every day and make time for it we we make time to go see uh, our accountant we make time to do our paperwork you've got to proactively make time to sell put it into your calendar and do it every day because it is the most important part of your business and I think that gets missed often um and then gosh the most the most valuable advice um would probably be going back to something around uh sort of knowing knowing and being upfront about your strengths and weaknesses and um investing investing in community because that is the scaffolding that will hold you up when you hit trouble and we all do um that community family too of course but community um the people that you invest in um will be the scaffolding that holds you up when things get tricky and i think that's that's what life's all about really I love that scaffolding, and that can be all different types of scaffolding. Back to my construction days. I know, days. there you go. There's a, a direct link right there. Uh, well, thank you so much, Sally. This was really, really lovely conversation. Thanks for joining us on the Thrive Podcast. Oh, it's just my pleasure. Great to meet you. Thank you for joining us this week on the Thrive Podcast, where we help women entrepreneurs to start and build thriving businesses. Thank you to the Startup Canada production team, BDC, and Scotiabank for helping us to power women entrepreneurs. Visit startupcan.ca forward slash women to download the playbook Resources for Women Entrepreneurs with a comprehensive list of support for you and your business. Visit startupcan.ca for the latest episodes of the Startup Canada podcast hosted by Matthew Curtis and plug in to the Startup Canada network. Until next time, I'm Kayla Isabel. It's time to thrive.